fear. It's something a lot of us struggle with. Maybe we fear failure or maybe we fear success. In this episode, we're going to discuss both types of fears and you know, what can you do about these fears? How do you confront them? How do you overcome them? And maybe how do you accept them for what they are? This is episode 55 of the Business Making Podcast. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle, the ultimate guide for starting, growing and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff-free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. G'day everyone, Jess here and welcome back to The Business of Making for another week. And I'm here with the wonderful Deb. Hello. And the wonderful Mick. Hello. And today we are talking about dun 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 fear. We're talking about different <laughs> types of fear. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> I'm just trying to add some drama. Um, <laughs> fear of failure, but also fear of success, because we think that actually holds a lot of people back. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we start, I want to give a shout out to a, one of our reviewers, da, uh, Dawn. Dawn. Dawny's sewing room, I think it is. Uh, thank you for your review. And it's called Business Friends, which I love. And That's so cute. Uh, she, I'm assuming, Dawny is a she. I love this podcast and listen while I'm sewing for my business. You girls keep me company in my sewing room and I enjoy how you have different points of view. Thank you so much for your lovely review and I hope we keep you company for many years to come. And I also want to give a shout out to a couple of our patrons, uh, these people who have been supporting us for a while. So we've got Catherine, Gary and Mitzi. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you so, so much for supporting us. Uh, We really, really appreciate you being co-producers of the show and helping us make this show possible uh, so we have a lot of wonderful patrons and we did, um, a little while back, we did a Q and a with them, which was really fun. And we've got another one scheduled, but we have to hit our goal, which I think is 60 patrons. So if you want to be part of that little 
secret Q&A club uh, when we do that. Or <laughs> please do come and support us for as little as, uh, little as a dollar a month. Uh, to be a co-producer of the show, head on over to uh, patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M for the business of making. And that would be really wonderful. And you can see our behind the scenes silly videos that we do every every week. Yep. <laughs> They're not silly. What are you talking about? <laughs> Which we record after we've recorded all of our episodes. So we're usually a bit punch drunk by that stage. Um, but it's on pretty Friday fun. afternoons. Yeah, usually on a Friday afternoon at the moment, which is even better. So we we have a lot we have a lot of fun. And we hope our patrons enjoy it as well. Um, I assume they would do or they wouldn't stick around. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into this week's topic, which is fear. I don't know about you guys, but I've not only felt both of these fears, fear of failure, fear of success, but I've also seen a lot of my students feeling the same yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. It has come up a lot, which is why I wanted to talk about it on a podcast um, in different communities, my community, even Facebook groups, everywhere. And it's funny because it's really... Often it's fear of failure, but there are people who uh, also have fear of success to which other makers are like, what do you mean? <laughs> how is that possible? Like, how could you fear being too successful? But I think fear of failure is pretty obvious. It's like, what if it doesn't work out? What if I'm, you know, like, what if I try so hard and then no one wants to buy my product and it, you know, it doesn't work out. And then fear of success is more like, what if I'm so successful, I become a slave to my business and to this thing that I used to love to make. So I think I just add to that. Um, I think I have a bit of fear of success sometimes, but it's not that it's that um, what if I'm so much in the public eye that I'll get more haters than I can handle (laughs) and I don't want to deal with that. So I think that's different. Mm. Obviously that's different. It would be different for everyone. I I understand that. I do understand that. I have that sometimes too, where I'm like, Oh, I'm really putting myself out there. Aren't I? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's scary because I've had these weird experiences where I've like been at an event or someone and come, someone's come up to me and go, Oh, you're just fed then. And like, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's, re- it's really weird being like, I, I, I was talking to, I think Megan Norman about this years ago. And we were saying, it's like, you're really famous to a really small number of people. Yeah. Which is really weird. Like, mm. yeah. And, and I, like, I don't think, I don't know about you guys listening. Maybe some of you do want to be super famous, but it's not at all something I want. I do not want to be famous <laughs> in any way, shape or form. But if you're doing something in the world, you are going to be known. And mm. as an introvert and someone who likes their privacy, it can that can be scary. Mm. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the modern world of, yeah. of social media oh, and cancel God, culture so, and I'm all those terrifying so things. Of- fucking just trolls on my I mean I just yeah. them straight away but you know you just never know and I'm getting a little bit off topic probably but yeah there's just so much uh yuck stuff out there on the internet that I'm mm. scared of someone just taking umbrage to something that I say and going oh well you know what I'm gonna hack into her life and yes her and you know yep. ruin her everything and I'm like shit yeah, so it's that's terrifying. what scares me. Yeah, and you think that the handmade community is free of it, but it really isn't. Oh my God, it's it's not. blown up in a couple of sub communities and been a real big yeah. issue. Yeah, so it yeah it is kind of terrifying. Mm. Mm. So on the other end of that, just to bring it back, fear of failure. I think it's mm. probably more common in our circles. Would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally, because it's definitely yeah. creative work. And you're, that well, there's always like I mean, it's the entrepreneurial thing. So what if it doesn't work out like from a business perspective, 
perspective. That, that word didn't come out really nicely. <laughs> perspective. Um, but then also it's creative work, which means that you're putting your, yourself as in you, the artist in you out there. Mm. And so there's this fear of being rejected to to level of like, what if my art, you know, no one likes it. People don't want to buy it. What if people comment on it and say it's ugly? And, and mm. why am I making this? And what's the point? And I think we dramatize like, so like we, that these are all fantasies. It's ne- this is never going to happen. No one is ever going to do that to you. <laughs> I don't think. I don't if they do, they're terrible and <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't like, listen to them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I it's think, easy to say and hard to do. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. 100%. But it's like, okay, what I, what I do when I get really scared of, of something, usually it's something that I've never done before and it's like really unknown and I'm like, okay, I'm putting myself out there or there's a risk of this not working. I'm sort of first I'm, I'm going, okay, well, if I don't try it, then I've already failed because I, I just won't do it at all. So it's like, it's actually less risky to try it and mm, possibly yes. manage to make it work than to not try it because you've already failed if you haven't tried it. So usually that's enough to make me want to like get, give it a go. And my other thing is the worst case scenario strategy mm. where you go through what, what's the worst that can happen and then, and then what's worse than that. And just really going dark and mm. deep into like, you know, like I'm homeless pretty much. <laughs> That's the end yeah. scenario. And it's never actually as bad as what you think it would be. Like you're always actually already at, like, you can sort of see an exit strategy or you can sort of see a way of like it not working out, but you still being okay. Um, mm. And that makes me feel better. I don't do that all the time. That, that, that's for like bigger decisions, like Nick leaving his job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, what's going to happen if we're like so broke? And, you know, but it, it helps. So those two things are like my go-to. I think yeah. that, sorry, Jess, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I really want to belabor the first point that Deb made because I often put it in the way, the way I often put it is if you don't try, failure is 100% guaranteed. Mm. Yeah. So why not try? Yeah, exactly. Totally. I think um, failure has a bad name. It's got a bit of a bad rap and Mm. an unfairly bad rap. And I could go on about this for a long time. So let me start right here and right now. Um, Really, creativity is embracing failure. We shouldn't be scared Mm -hmm. of failing. We should be wanting to fail because the faster you Mm. fail, the faster you see what needs improvement. Yeah. And this comes in all sorts of ways and forms and depending on what you're doing. So if you're talking about like st- uh, creating a new product, of course you want to fail, like fail and then get better and get better and get better. If you, I see this so, so often with design students too, they, you know, they're creative and they want to be creative, but they're so scared of failing and they, they want to do things right all the mm. time. And that is not problem solving. That is mm. not how we make the world better. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not, we don't do it like that. We want to embrace <laughs> failure. So yeah. I think in terms of, I mean, and when you get to the scale where you're talking about a partner leaving their job, Mm. it's kind of a bigger deal if that doesn't work out. (laughs) But when it's on a smaller scale of just trying something new or um, something that you can have a plan B to. So maybe if it's you yourself leaving your job to try your handmade stuff, then, you know, like if it doesn't work out, it's not going to be the end of the world. Mm. Hopefully you can like, if you take leave without pay, for example, to try it out, test the waters, then you can always go back to your job. That's not about mm. like, it's not a big deal. So always be open to pivoting and changing, but always be open to failure. Like mm. it's not a, it's not a bad it's not a bad word. The F word is good. Let's embrace it a little bit more. <laughs> oh, which F word? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but so true. Really, so true. Really, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's the old cliche of like, how do we learn to walk? We fall mm. over a lot. Mm. Like, it, it's exactly the same. Like, you are. Let's just lay it on the line right now. You're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot. Yep, and that's yeah. okay. It's yep. actually it's actually imperative that you fail. How many? Oh my god, I failed so many times at yeah. so many things. I've made so many products that nobody bought. I just bought. said, yeah, I meant for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I understood. (laughs) It's okay. Like so many products people haven't bought. I've taken so many crap Mm. photos. I've written crap description. Like I've had bad design. Uh, Oh my God. Like so many things. My photography was shithouse. I'm sorry. I don't swear very often, but that word is accurate. It was shithouse (laughs) when I started. They used to it for me. Don't worry. I'm pretty sure I prepped them very well. (laughs) I don't think I've ever sworn on my own podcast. So there you go. Um, it's a clean podcast. Um, so, you know, it's so many things I've done wrong, but I'm still successful in the grander scheme of things. Because yeah. you kept going. Because I kept, because you kept going. going. Yeah, exactly. I kept learning, I kept failing, and I exactly. kept getting a little bit better every time mm. I did. And I'm still, God knows I'm not perfect at anything that I do, but I'm yeah. good enough. And that's all you know. And you're much better than you were at the beginning. It's like going back to like your first design project or the first (laughs) blog you wrote or the first video. It's like, thank God, no one to no one do that. Like it's embarrassing because you're like, oh, Mm. that version of me wasn't quite as polished as the new version of me, which is probably not as polished as the future version of me because you just keep (gasps) going, you keep trying. And in that way, frustrating. Yeah, when sorry, it's it's so frustrating when we see people um, (laughs) like say, I'm not going to launch until. It's perfect or I'm not going to oh launch God, until this. Perfect. I'm not ready, you know, and it's so frustrating. It's like, well, it's not going to be perfect anyway. Even if you make it perfect mm. when you launch, you'll find out something mm. that didn't go well and then you would have waited for no reason. So yeah. just get it out there. Just start doing it and see what happens. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think there's something as well to be said about not wrapping your identity, like who mm-hmm. you are into your work. Mm. Like I feel like a lot of creatives are like, okay, well, if I, like, I love doing this and I want to sell it now. And if it doesn't sell, it means that I am a failure. Like I am a failure. You cannot be a failure. Like you are a human being, not a failure. Failure is a thing. Like it's not a thing that you can be, that can be used to describe a person. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an event. Like yeah. not a not an actual identity, so it's kind of like oh that didn't work out, move on. It doesn't make you a shitty person, a shitty artist, a shitty designer. I've been using a lot of shitty, shitty, shitty here, but <laughs> it's the shitty, shitty bang bang episode. It's the swearing episode because <laughs> we're so passionate episode. about this topic. No, but it's so true because I yeah. see so many people going like I have done all of this work. I've had that mm-hmm. in my community last week. All of this work, all of this launching this new shop, new collection, new photography, completely new brand. Like I'm relaunching a new shop. And seeing this member go from zero to like, it's, I'm like, just press the freaking button. It's amazing. It's going to be so good. But just being held back by fear of like, but now that everything is ready, I'm like out of my comfort zone. I'm going to, I'm about to release this into the world. And what if it doesn't work? What does that mean about myself? And it's like, and nothing, actually nothing doesn't make you unkind or, and you know what I mean? Like your yeah. actual quality as a human beings are like untouched by all of that stuff. Yeah. Can we just all say, how many times we've had like launches that have failed or like oh, we've released well, a product that's failed. I don't <laughs> too many to count. Like honestly. 
Yeah, but it's so funny, you know. Well, I've just been, been as good as we wanted them to be. Mm. Like, yeah, maybe I was just a bit more eight because I never feel I, I don't know. I feel so weird saying that, and I've been asked that on another podcast. Um, I was interviewed on. I was like, oh, what are things you regret or some big failures that you like to share, or whatever? And I blank. I, I, I went blank. Like mm. I didn't have anything, and I felt like for a week after that, I was thinking about it, going, okay, well, that makes me feel weird because I felt like it was a bit wanky. Like I don't regret anything. I never <laughs> fail. And it's not that at all. It's more It's more that I don't. It's, like, it's almost like my brain isn't wired to remember those things. Mm. Like if I was to really think hard for a bit, it's just that I didn't have time during the podcast. Like let's pause for 15 minutes. Let me think. <laughs> but like, of course I've had failures, but like I don't hold on to them. I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, that was the thing that's not working, you know, and didn't work. Yeah. And I moved on and I did another thing and it worked better because of the thing that failed before. So I just, I just don't really remember them so much. Mm. I think it's like... Mm. <laughs> um, what is it called when you choose your memory? Um, anyway, the word is... Selective memory. Selective memory, yay! Yay! yay. Thank you, dictionary. <laughs> hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. And now back to the show. Well, I have a real live anecdote. Uh, I went when I was selling, before I went back to selling jewelry, I was selling um, like magnets, fridge magnets and like decor things that I painted. It was a bit of a mishmash of stuff. And that was the first mistake. Um, But I traveled up to Sydney to one of the markets. It was like Matilda's. Does that still exist? I don't know if it does. Mm, But um, anyway, it was like a kid's market. It was very like fancy type thing. Went up there. I sold one item to no i'm telling a, i'm telling a lie okay so th- when i traveled up to sydney i actually sold some stuff but not enough to cover anything so i was totally working out a loss of like i didn't cover the stall fee and blah blah anyway the one where i sold one item was in canberra and yes i sold one item one three dollar magnet oh, to a friend who felt sorry for me oh. <laughs> and you know what i did at that market I didn't sweat it. I went and bought a lamp because I, I was like, oh, well, I'm here at the handmade place. It wasn't handmade. It was um, it was Matilda's, I think, but everything mm. was handmade there. And I was like, well, I'm going to buy a lamp because I'm here and I'm going to support other people. So, but you know what? After making making $3, I think it cost about 200 to go to that market. Um, you know, it was probably within a year that I was making $2,000 a market um, when I'd sort of refined all my offerings. So the the whole thing is that it's a lesson. I didn't feel like it was mm. a failure. I was like, well, that didn't work. But instead of just going, well, that didn't work, I said, okay, so why didn't that work? What was mm. it about those circumstances that didn't work? And how can I change it? And how am I going to change it for next time? So yeah, it affected me for all of half an hour until I went and bought my lamp and I was very happy. <laughs> it was so beautiful. <laughs> and then I changed the things that I did. So mm. yeah, I just hope that people can take that and 
work with it because I've definitely felt like, oh shit, this is all going wrong. And that's didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't feel and it's like, kind of like, this makes me think about all these stories you see online, like how suddenly it was this one strategy I started oh, making God. that many sales uh, a month, overnight, whatever, you know, all these like really hardcore, like marketing, like in your face and you're like, okay, chill down. Anyway, um, <laughs> beyond the point, but my, my point was, what was my point? <laughs> just wanted to say Your that. point is that There's there no is no one strategy. Yeah, no, no it was that when you see those success stories it's really rare that it comes with like a like 15 page actual history of all the failures it took that person yes to get to the point where overnight mm-hmm. you can make that many sales from your yeah. email list like trust me they picked the wrong email software they sent some shitty newsletters they didn't get subscribers they tried a few offers to get people on the email list and didn't work then eventually they got into you know like two years maybe it's taking them mm-hmm. i don't know but a long well, i do know because i know a lot of makers who are successfully selling say on their email list and I know how long it's taking them to do those things so I think it's like expect failures as well because it's like if you oh, want yeah. to like launch a shop or a new collection or whatever it is that you have and you're like I'm about to put it in the world I'm, I'm scared like expect that it's not going to work not because it won't I'm not being like a Debbie Downer mm-hmm. here but just like because it's going to be challenging. Like, you know, we're not the podcast telling you like everything is so easy. If you do ABC, like <laughs> stuff will go wrong. You're going to have issues. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to have to tweak some strategies, some products and your offering, but eventually you stick to it. And you like, next thing you know, it's been five years and you're like, wow, I'm making a full-time income from this. Like, yeah. <laughs> amazing. And we go over that a little bit in episode three, way, way, way back in episode three called Treat Marketing as an Experiment. So yes. go back and listen to that one if you'd like to. Yeah. And I think that's a really good, like so many people, I don't know, is it our culture now, this whole everything can be done now and, you know, no patience and all that sort of crap. And it's just mm-hmm. like you cannot have a successful business mm-hmm. overnight. It is just not possible yeah like unless you have a sustainable one like not one that you can sustain then for a period of time unless you have a benefactor or you have a million dollars in the bank that you can just throw to advertising yeah sure if that's the case Maybe yeah, but then will. what did you do to have a million in the bank in the first place? <laughs> why you have failed business? a bunch of time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like unless you're just born into it. <laughs> we yeah, okay, yeah, well, that too. Lucky you. <laughs> Um, but most of it, 90, I'd say 99.5% of mm. people with a handmade business do not have a trust fund. Um, and you have to just put the work in mm. and you will fail and that's okay. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. That's the message. It's okay, okay to fail. You don't need to be scared of failing because everybody does. Everybody does yeah. and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can belabor that point too much because I think people just really get down on themselves. Like there's a huge issue of lack of confidence in our yeah. in our community, I think, and people are just yeah. like so down on themselves and they've just – I see this so many times it's like in Facebook groups and stuff. Someone's like, I've been working on my Etsy shop for two months and I've done all of this stuff and nobody's buying anything. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's normal yeah <laughs> normal. like I think I'd been I'd be it was like a month before I got my first sale and then maybe a month till I got my second sale and this was in 2008 so it's a whole mm-hmm. different ballpark mm. there was a lot less of it back then so it was a lot faster yeah you know what I'm saying it was a lot faster back then yeah. to get sales and now you're competing with you know so many mm. millions of people on the internet it's going to take time and it's going to be stressful and hard and mm. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be bluntly honest here. Some of you will fail and you will never succeed at this thing that you are doing now. That does not mean that you won't succeed 
if you pivot and change direction a little bit. Like if you are, if you are so stuck in your way and so, so stuck in the way that you are doing things now, you will, I see this a lot, people who mm-hmm. aren't willing to evolve or aren't willing to change mm-hmm. some aspect of what they're doing and then they just keep flogging a dead horse and they wonder why they never succeed. If that is you, you need to reassess your strategy mm-hmm. because nobody is successful who just doesn't ever. It's this whole thing of I'm making what I want to make. That's fine if you're just making for yourself. But yeah. once you make that shift, to having a business and wanting to sell stuff. It's a completely different mindset mm. and you really do have to start looking at the market, looking at the situation outside of yourself and working with that instead of just trying to bulldoze your way through because yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, so important. I think, yeah, I think that's a major, major difference in just other business and handmade because mm. we're so connected to our work. And it is hard to have that, um, is dissonance the right word? It's uh, probably the, the separation or separation. the dissonance. memory. <laughs> <laughs> the dispassion perhaps? Like yeah. actually can, disconnecting your person. And Deb was just talking about this, how you see it as you, but connect, mm. disconnecting from that and seeing yes. it as Because you want to be able you. to change it. So like... Yeah. Because so many of us think of our our creations as a part of us, so they're like our children, right? So mm-hmm. it's like this baby, and you don't, but you don't want to change your baby because you know that's we've. I think we've established in society that trying to change people is not generally a good idea. Like you know, accept <laughs> yeah. them for who they are, that kind of thing. Um, but this is why we can't think of our creations as our babies because we don't want to change our babies, but we have mm. to sometimes change our product, and yeah. you need to be okay with that. And you need to be exactly as Jess said, looking to the market, like what do the people want? If they do not want your thing for that price point, mm-hmm. you can't keep making that thing at that price point. Yeah. If you don't then just reduce your prices and keep making the thing that takes oh, you $2,000 to make and sell it for 50 bucks. No, 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 that is not what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so important. And it's being, um, I can't find a better word than coachable. It's not necessarily mm. what I wanted to mm. say, but coachable Flexible. is true flexible and like you know taking feedback in as in like Mm. when you ask someone if it's a coach then be coachable and be be you know if someone is telling you from like another perspective and telling you look this is probably what's not working here make some changes for that but also just other like group of makers if you have a little mastermind a group a facebook group someone you're part of and people are recommending things Mm. and i see so many makers replying things sometimes like oh yeah but i like to do it this way and it's like but this Mm. is currently not working is it (laughs) <laughs> so if you are asking us for advice on what to change and then we're telling you what to change, but you are so stuck in your, you know, in your, in your ways that you're not wanting to change, then yeah, you're going to fail like 100%. Like don't even start. <laughs> it's a waste of time. But if you are willing to pivot, as we were saying, and make changes and adapt to the market and what people want, and you can still have, of course, your own like sense of aesthetics and your own style. Like it still can still be something you enjoy creating. Um, then yeah, you're going to succeed. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take. It's just, keep going, get back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I think we need to all as a society as a whole, as everyone in the whole world needs to develop a bit more critical thinking skills and, but also reflective thinking skills is what mm. we're teaching at uni at the moment. So it's all in my head, but <laughs> critical thinking in that, you know, you want to take in multiple points of view and really think, Oh, why? Like mm, not just, yeah. not just accept the first point of view, which is your own, that your thing is amazing <laughs> or that your thing is crap, yeah. you know, that too. Mm. Like on the other end, if you think your yeah. thing's bad, don't, 
just think is bad, ask people like what, what yeah. do they think of it? Because maybe mm. it's actually not and it's just your warped mm. sense of whatever. Um, but also reflective thinking skills are so important and um, it's all about like when something happens, thinking about it and then reflecting on, okay, so that happened. I think this is the reason why that happened. It affected me in this way. What can I do differently next time? And mm. I think that would be really good for people who maybe have already taken the leap and they're perhaps going to a market and only sold one $3 magnet. And then they could reflect on that afterwards and go, okay, so, you know, it's an actual exercise that you can do. You can write this stuff down and it could be extremely helpful in, in picking yourself back up from a so-called failure yeah. and turning it into a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Should we touch on fellow success again for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, that's what I just up? wrote down because mm-hmm. I felt like we were going to forget. I was like, <laughs> I wrote success on my notebook, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> so we kind of touched on a little bit of um, like success as in fear of kind of being known, putting yourself out there um, because by being known, you are then, yeah, subject to criticism which none of us like, let's be honest. Mm. <laughs> none of us like being criticised um, or challenged mm. as well. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, if you, if you have a handmade business and you're successful at that, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to fa- face like a horrendous amount of, of criticism. That's like, true. Yeah. It's true. Like, I think my fear is actually quite unwarranted. It's just because mm. I, and like you, you guys also mm. have been online for such a long time. I know yeah. what's possible and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> but it's extremely unlikely for, yeah. for people in our industry to have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I do just want to, I, I can't remember if we've done an episode on like dealing with trolls and dealing with negative comments and stuff like that. But I do want to, I do want to empower you to just delete stuff mm. Um, mm. don't, I really don't think you have to engage, especially in your, your business accounts. Yeah. Um, if somebody says something nasty on your Instagram account or on your Facebook page, just delete it. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't can have go to justify just a $10 yourself. Kmart. Just delete yeah, that. Just delete just don't it. Don't justify it. Don't try to like, this person's dumb. Just don't argue with them. Do don't try if to justify a, yourself. If you're in a retail shop and someone's being rude, they would hmm. be asked to leave. It's fine. Yeah. It's not an issue. Like don't even think yeah. twice about it. And I also want to see you guys, that's not going to happen a lot. Um, something I wanted to touch on was like resources and like that. I, that's what I wrote and I'm trying to pe- like piece together the puzzle in my mind. Like why did I write these notes? I'm not really <laughs> sure. But I think my idea was that, when, because I was talking to, again, it was one of my members saying, okay, I have been through a lot of challenging situation in my life and I trust myself that like, I don't have this fear of failure because I trust that I can get back up, keep mm. going, do the work and I'll get there. And so my fear is more of once I get there and I'm successful, what if I become a slave to this mm. thing that I like to do in this yep. business? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that does make sense. But if you in a situation that's challenging and you not being successful in business are able to get yourself out of there without the resource that you have when you're successful on like time delegation, because you're making more money so you can hire help and you know, you, you really do have more resources and by resources, I mean time and money. Um, if you trust yourself in being able to do it in the case of it's not working out, then you can only make it work once you have those resources. Because it, like in the end, if you're finding yourself a slave of like, oh, I don't want to create those products this way anymore. I don't want to do this thing. You, you can decide to stop doing that. You can decide just to stop doing this one collection that's just, you know, not working for you anymore. You want to pivot and do something else. Like you have the resources to do these things. So it's, 
and it's thinking too far ahead to be honest it's like cross that mm. bridge when you get there is that the saying cross that bridge when you get yeah there? yeah cross the bridge <laughs> when you get to it yep. yeah 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 that's, that's, Deb. that's yes. very good advice mm. and it's a legitimate fear like i've experienced that as a maker um who's been in business for 11 years um some of the stuff i make now is the stuff i was making 11 years ago <laughs> Um, and you know, you, you will probably, this happens to most people, not everyone, but most people have bestsellers, um, that you end up making over and over again. And sometimes you are sick of it and that's okay. But what never fails for me is just asking, what would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? It's a very simple question. And (laughs) the answer is always something I don't like as much as this (laughs) or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, so that always makes it all better, (laughs) but if you get to the point where it's like, well, I'd actually rather be doing this other thing, go do the other thing. That is so, so true. That's exactly what happened to me when I was running the makers hub and I was finding extremely stressful because I was just bleeding money and finding it in like, couldn't make rent type. I mean, I could, but I was just bleeding money and it was so stressful, but it was so fun. And I was like, do I want to be doing this or what else would I want to be doing instead? Do I want to be doing this for the next 10 years? If I only had 10 years to live, would it be this? Mm. And I straight away, I was like, oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So something needs to change. So yeah. yeah, just asking yourself, I think that's really, um, it can be the key sometimes. Like, yes. do you, would you rather be doing something else? Mm-hmm. If you would like really think about it, you don't want to just throw in the towel to this sort of thing or if you're having a bad day actually I read somewhere somewhere once and um I say this to my son Raph all the time now you can't quit on a bad day mm. it has to be a good day when That's you quit good. so when he's trying to quit soccer I'm like you're having a bad day at soccer today you're not allowed to quit you have to wait till you're having a good game and then That's tell me so you good. want to quit That's I like that. good advice. I'm a gymnast I think some That's anyway. awesome. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Because it is always when like shit hits the fan that you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. That's me walking out and you're being all dramatic. Generally, yeah. you want to like bang a door, like, you know, <laughs> like it being like obviously dramatic. They're like, no, I actually, when you're having a good day, you would never do that. Like, yeah, no, so yeah exactly. So you really have to, I mean, I just repeat myself so often, but I really want to get the point home here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feel like you want to quit, it has to be a good day that you make that decision. It can't be yeah. a bad day. Mm. Unless you're just having like 100 bad days in a row, then it might be time to get <laughs> some external help in making that decision. But yeah. yeah. yeah I was sure. just reading something in um, my forum really quickly. I'm not going to name people because this is, you know, I, I haven't had, like I didn't ask to be able to share that, but about the fear of success thing, someone shared something that was like, okay, well, let's break it down. What are you really afraid of? Like, what's your goal for the business? So like if it's the, to make money to feed your family then fear of success is out the window you can't be fearful of succeeding at feeding your family right like Mm. if it's to like you know all these sort of like really need i need that you can't be fearful of success for that the only thing you'd be fearful of for success is being too successful because you became a slave to your business like we were saying Mm. and in this case why do you need this business and can you just go back to doing the thing that you like to do as a hobby Rather than like, you know, you always Mm. have to, you can always make the decision to stop doing that thing if it turns into Mm. something you hate doing. Yeah. And if it's not a need, like a basic need of of like feeding your family and your cats. (laughs) I don't know why I'm your cats. (laughs) That is my family. (laughs) But, you know, so so it's it's sort of like trying to always break down things. Like, why am I, 
scared of this. Okay. And why am I scared of this? And then usually you get to a point where you're like, actually, I'm being a little bit not super reasonable here. Like Mm. doesn't, I'm not making sense. (laughs) Yep. Critical thinking and reflective thinking. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not being ruled by your emotions, I think Mm. is important here. Mm. Like we, we are, we're humans. Like we're very instinctual, emotional creatures. We like to think we're real rational, but we're really not. Um, but if we can work on it, and work on being a bit more rational, a bit more reflective, I think mm. you will find that a lot of these things just kind of melt away and, mm. and turn into ghosts that are haunting you for no actual logical reason at all. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing to realise. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So I'm sure we haven't hit on everything that you've thought. You've probably had these horrible thoughts go through your head of all the things you're afraid of, of fear, you know, fearing of failure and fearing of success. But come and share them with us. If you if you have any comments on this, uh, you can tell us in the Facebook group. So thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash Facebook is where you want to be to be part of our community. And it's full of wonderful people who are all about the no BS, just like we are. So it's a great place to be if you enjoy this podcast. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please do consider leaving us a review and a rating. It does help us get found and we just love reading those reviews on the show. And honestly, let's be honest, we love reading them because we like people to like us because we don't want to be a failure and we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to be like those people experiment. It tells us we're successful, man. But yeah, leave, leave us those. And also share it with your friends. Like we, There's a lot of people recently as we record this who've been telling us they've been sharing in Facebook groups mm. and, um, you know, just recommending the podcast because they really love it. So thank you to every single yes, one of you, you who have done that. Thank you for sharing it with your communities. We always know when it's happened, especially like big Facebook groups because we get this big influx of members to our Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, so nice. Someone shared this somewhere yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you to everyone who has shared it. Uh, and just share it once, share it again. They might have missed it. Uh, and uh, if you have a particular episode you love, share that with people. I think I've said that enough. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to our, our rambling rantings. Uh, we love bringing them to you every week and we'll be back again next week with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.